Shall we? Yes, we shall. Hey, pals. Hey, buddies. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Bible, Bible study. study. The only time where the terms God and stoned actually lead to a good time. If you haven't listened before, awesome. We are a couple of former Christians. And what we like to do here is hash out what more realistically could be happening in these Bible stories. And ultimately what these characters might have been experiencing while living through all of this. Because we still know that there are great spiritual takeaways in this big book. But those have been muddled in way too much dogma for 2,000 years now. So, feel free to get your Bibles out, follow along. Or like in church, just listen and take our word as fact. Her name's Mary, my name's Justin. Is there anything else we need to talk about before we get into it? I guess I should actually hit this. I pulled it out and everything. Mm. I need a new coil for this. I do too. Mine's, it just like instantly got really bad. It's so stuck. Mm-hmm. God. I have, um, what is it? This is the, yeah, the Element Live Resin. They have these, um, plasticky kind of carts now. Yeah. Like, it looks like the coil inside's even plastic. I don't know if it's just a bad one or if it's all of them, but this gets clogged constantly, like, from day one. You said Element? Yeah. Dang. That's kind of disappointing for Element. They usually have really good quality. That's how I've been feeling about monster stuff. Like, at least seven of the nine carts I had, what like just got clogged immediately. But not even just clogged. Like, the the distillate would come through the mouthpiece, and it was constantly getting in my mouth and like stuck on my teeth. And that's Jeez. nasty as shit. <laughs> and mm -hmm. sticky, so sticky. I don't want the sticky. What do you have in there? This is cherry punch thca hmm? so very potent concentrated stuff it's like wax but powdery and thca is a different oh. cannabinoid but when it reaches a certain burning point like when it it activates as thc so it turns into thc wait what is it you said it's powdery what does it look like mine's a little crumbly right now just because of the pen that i've been using but um because it kind of drips in there i don't know how well you okay can see it. yeah i see what you yeah but it's very powdery yeah. very powdery more so than a normal crumble the other day when i was cleaning my big built-in thing in yeah. the kitchen there was up in the top corner i had already just put some stuff behind it uh, like up top just trying to get it out of the way i think it was like my my lego boats oh okay shipping a bottle whatever but then i get on a ladder and i go up there in the back corner i'm like what is that thing there's an old grinder with about a half a joint of weed still inside Oh, my it. God. That's fantastic. <laughs> so and I mixed that up with some other old stuff. Just had a little adventure. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. I was um, attempting to clean my room, like, deeply, thoroughly in three waves. And I made it through about two waves. Maybe one and a half. In that time, I freaking found so much weed. That I didn't know I lost. Oh, I mean, this wasn't even weed that I... This was from whoever lived here last. Oh, that's funny. Or even who knows when. That's yeah. funny as shit, dude. 
Sweet, we got that rolled up nicely. That means it's time we refer to the Bible. Our current study follows a possible chronological order of Jesus' ministry throughout the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. This is episode number... 22. Now let's start this by remembering what happened last time. Let's see, we heard of the... Ad- the adventures of Jesus healing a blind man from birth and how the Pharisees had their heads so far up their asses they could see their own stomachs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, what else can we really say about it? There was that and then a few nuggets of wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, dude. That's That was it. That was it. Them Pharisees, man. So, then today... What do you want to do? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'll start, and we can just go every other section. Do you want to do that? Uh, Is that what we normally do? I don't honestly know what we normally do. I think we just make it up every time. I think we do, too. <laughs> I don't know. So, well, can I start with the first section? Yes, go All for right. it. So, first up, we have Luke 10, 1 through 16, Um. And I, I don't know why I wrote this in my notes, but I'm pretty sure we already read this. Or at least this part in somewhere else in our studies. Uh, like this happening? Yeah. He did, This is very condensed version of when he was sending out his 12, right? But now he's doing yeah. 70. Oh, you're right. It's li- it's the same. He's using the same verbiage. It, it reminded me of that because it's the same wording. It's so bizarre. Because every time we've seen it, this has been condensed that he's getting to his points and like refining it, what he needs yeah, to say. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, so anyways, that was just a thing. But yeah, also going into like the harvest right into just beyond like the, the spiritual stuff with it is that is the time of year that they're in currently. They just had the celebrations at the beginning of the harvest and we're going around. So now it's it's like sending workers around, checking yeah. out what towns are cool, what ones aren't. That's a good point. Seeing like what's happening in the towns and like w- mm-hmm. what's, yeah, totally, totally, totally. But yeah, Jesus sends this crew out of what was it, seventy, seventy-two. Yeah, uh, there. For some reason, there's a lot of drama. Like, ooh, whatever. But I really don't. Who cares? It's. It was a a surplus of men. (laughs) Yes. It was raining men in the Middle East. It was raining men. (laughs) They may have been in a drought, but it was quite plentiful in the men. It was raining. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So he sends them out with nothing but the clothes on their back. Not even sandals. Carry no money bag, no knapsack. Money bags. And greet no one on the road. Okay, but did he say not to take shoes before? I think so. I'm pretty sure. That's what I think it was that triggered it for me, was him saying, like, no sandals and stuff. Okay. Well, I mean, it didn't stand out to me until it was mentioned now. Yeah. I just think it's... Maybe it was there. I think that's an interesting point, because there's something to walking around barefoot, you know, just outside, and that being such a grounding thing. So, like, I, I totally get that, you know? Like... Yeah. You, you don't need those things. Like, just be one with the earth. Just be... Just feel. <laughs> because that's an excellent grounding method. TBH. Mm-hmm. So... How old do you think most of these laborers were? Laborers? Um... These 70 people he's sending out. 72s. 
X. 76. Nope, 70 X. 70 X? Yes. Oh, because we don't know how many. Yeah. Okay. I see. Yeah. Jeez. I see. Um, I would say probably between uh, 14 and 27. Yeah, I was thinking it was going to be in just like a bunch of young teenagers too. So it's like they're just going to look like poor kids going around. So <laughs> yeah, really, if if they are like to check out if any of these towns are cool for him, like to where is safe, where the Pharisees are and where they aren't, where he can go next. Yeah. They wouldn't attract any attention. That's a good point. You know, he sends them out and he tells them, go where you're received and eat what's given and bless the houses that you enter as you as you go through here. Heal the sick and, you know, give this credit to uh, heaven. He just told to them, these children, to heal everyone in the towns they go to as well. <laughs> I mean, last time he was only able to give his powers to 12. So he's really just passing out his god powers at this point. No. Yeah, he's hardcore leveling up. It's it's getting close to end game here. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's interesting how this time he something that's made it important into this edit is to just eat the food that's given to you without complaint in a couple different ways. Yeah. What the heck, dude? That is a very important thing, I guess. I don't know, unless it was just not to, like, okay, it makes sense if you want to hide uh, yeah. or be respectful. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw it as, like, cultural thing. Um, because mm -hmm. I know there are many cultures where, like, you eat what you are given and that is that <laughs> and like even as a visitor you eat what you're given or it is a very huge disrespect um and so i'm wondering if that's kind of like if this is a cultural thing okay i was thinking more of like because of the cultural things that they serve like some people weren't allowed to eat other things and he jesus just like just don't worry about that right now and eat whatever you get. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because people who would normally be eating kosher wouldn't always be able to eat kosher, staying with random people in random towns, you know? But he also says, don't waste your time where you're not received. Don't fuck with that shit. Because there's no need. Like, if they're not going to even humor you, if they're not even going to listen to you, if they can't open their minds enough, then there's no point there's no point you know yeah. you're not able to get through to them i think this is a good lesson in your daily life too like this was very specific to them and to what they're doing but this is also just a good like daily life lesson like stick true to yourself and do you and go where people accept you and if people can't accept you fuck it <laughs> you know like you don't have to be <laughs> around them like just leave yeah that is like a nice like message to get from it yeah, dude. Okay, this was like something like little and dumb that I noticed, but I didn't know if it was just something too like cuz last time for the 12 when it was like, "Hey, you you get to a city that doesn't like you, just dust off your just dust off yourself." I was going to say shoes, but they're not wearing shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dust yeah. off your feet. And you just shake your fist and leave or whatever. 
But this time, at the end of verse 10, he's telling them to say verse 11 as they're leaving. He's telling them to verbalize that they are doing this to just let everyone know, I am getting the dust of your city off because this place is a hellhole and a bye or whatever. Huh. I did not notice that. Uh, oh. Yeah, so, that is what he says. I, I overlooked that. Interesting. I guess it's just quietly mm-hmm. dusting off wasn't getting enough attention. Yeah, you have to announce yourself as you leave. <laughs> yes. That is the way, man. Oh. Jesus assures his minions that these towns that they have to leave, though, would have the worst day of reckoning. Yeah. Yeah, since, um, that place. I can't remember. Sodom and Gomorrah? Yeah. He just says Sodom. Yeah, but... Sodom. That's the one I was looking for. Just found it in my Bible as well. <laughs> yeah. And that ain't pretty, which also... <clears throat> If you haven't watched it yet, go on. What is it? Disney Plus? Yes, it Disney is. Disney Plus, and I don't remember the name of it either, so you'll have to give them that as well. Oh, it's, uh, I don't know the name of it either, but it's Albert Lynn, and it's the Sodom and Gomorrah one. Yeah, there's like... <laughs> Very descriptive. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It talks about the... what? It, I wanted to talk about this so badly, and I don't even know how to explain it. Well, then it just, like, picks apart, like, okay, how could all these different things logically happen in this area? And it's really because that is, of course, when early humans settled in this area, between fault lines and, like, all the sulfur and everything, this is a crazy place where fires just happen all the time, and the earth just eats people. Yeah, dude. It's crazy. We saw some crazy shit. And y'all need to watch it. I need to rewatch it. I looked up these cities because he mentions a bunch mm-hmm. of them to, to try and, like, I mean, you know about Sodom. And we've heard a few of them, like, he's been to, Cherizan, Bethsaida, and Capernaum, which is, like, his, his normal place, his hometown-ish right. area. Yeah. Because he's, like, he's, he's worried about their future. He does not see where they're going. Like, he uses another couple cities, Tyre and Sidon. <clears throat> and didn't put too much research into it last time. But, like, those are supposed to be cities that have always been at war with God. Those are the only cities out of all of them mentioned that are still alive today. Oh my god. <laughs> That's fucking funny. Mm-hmm. That's fucking funny. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Like, what he means when he talks about these doomsdays, like, if these, if you cannot find one person in a town that would happily like feed you uh, for you helping harvest and like just being peaceful then that city will eventually implode on itself yeah definitely it's inevitable yeah it clearly doesn't know how to take care of its people if it's too Mm -hmm. selfish it won't survive damn straight okay but also seeing it as now as this one, as Jesus right there talking to this actual multitude, like to send them somewhere, it is feeling more like a kind of like a spiritual getaway, like someone would pay to go and have. Yeah. Like, yeah, dude, I feel that. It reminds me of the Arrested Development when, um, like, George Michael Sr. started the sweat lodge oh my God. down in Mexico. Yeah. And, it, and just inviting everyone down there, like, 
it, it just feels like a a spiritual snake oil kind of event. Yeah, dude. That is a thousand percent what it sounds like. I yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. But I mean, it's not all much more like like actually humbling yourself to do that. Yeah, totally humbling yourself. Hmm. That whole concept. I think I will. Yeah. Humbling yourself is a hard thing, man. So necessary, but it's so hard. Mm. Okay, I had one tiny thing mm-hmm. from a Bible note for this section. Uh, it's for verse six when he's talking about like if the Son of Peace be there in this house you go on. And it is, it says that the son of peace is a Hebrew idiom for a peaceful man. And that's just going more into every time, like talking about like the son of blank as just a a thing that they say. Yeah. And not really that special. Yeah, just an idiom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, you're totally right. I think you're totally right there. That's something that's so hard to think about in this kind of a context is like idioms do not translate they just don't (laughs) you know like Mm -hmm. yes they translate but they because of cultural differences because of experience differences you know everything it just does not translate and we have to remember that when we're reading these really old texts because the same is true for like shakespeare you know there's just idioms that are you know like they don't translate they don't mean the same yeah that's all of my (laughs) (laughs) rambling about that about idioms well that was all of my rambling about that section cool shall we move on yeah so do you want to then i guess take with the section of luke 10 17 to 24 because this is taking place like like okay we're now cut to all the the 70-ish are back. Yeah. So Jesus gave them the authority and power over the enemy, the serpents and scorpions. But he took their shoes. He did. But but he gave them the authority and power anyway. He said, look, Mm. even though these are scorpions and serpents, you won't be hurt. Oh, I took your shoes. (laughs) (laughs) But he also said, you know, don't don't rejoice in the spirits that are subject to you because he's, you know, he's he's given them this authority over them. Um, he's saying don't don't rejoice in that that aspect of it, but you know, rejoice in the the names that are written in heaven. You know, the spirits that we already have on our side, which you know that's a good lesson too. Like when you're in a leadership place, like don't don't rejoice in in the disciplinary side. Mm-hmm. Don't rejoice in others' misfortune, but rejoice in yeah. in like the the accomplishments, the actual goal, you know? Solid. <laughs> it's like I wanted to double check. Like I got they were all excited about like what we were able to do this. You gave all this power and he's like it was worried more um it was rejoice because like their names are written in heaven. Ah, yeah, yeah, you're right. No, I misread that. Still a good lesson, <laughs> but yes. Well, I, I feel like that's supposed to be more like a, like they've gone down in history, but I don't know if they really have because they're just an unsure count. Yeah. Like that's that's what having your name written in heaven. Every it's you're going into the the myth, the history. Everyone's gonna know yeah. about you. No, I would agree with that. 
But yeah, then um, Jesus was rejoicing to the Holy Spirit, and he was talking about, you know, thank you for these these things. He was talking about how these these things are hidden from the wise and the understanding, and they're revealed just to these young children. And honestly, like I don't really understand. I don't. I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah, that one. It's it. Yeah, that one's a little troublesome. (laughs) Well, but I mean, anyone who spends time with kids, I mean, you know, like they really do understand shit. Yeah, they get shit. They for sure do. Kids are way more in tune with that stuff than adults. The whole thing about um, the the tough part with hidden from the wise and revealed unto babes. I don't know what words you had exactly, but. Like, that just made me, that did make me more think that, again, this is probably just a bunch of teenagers. And it's like, Jesus is like, hey, awesome that I have a bunch of young kids with a bunch of energy that can go out and do all this. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. I guess, I feel like if it was people in that age range, though, he wouldn't be saying young children because that age range does not want to be considered children. They, so it would not set well with them. Yeah, but I would also argue with that, like, every time that any sort of word for child is used, that's always a problem. If there's, like, lad or what, who knows? Yeah, that's... Dame or... That's a good point. We we don't know what kind of age this is or because this has been changed. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so another part of this section, too, Jesus was telling the disciples, like, you guys don't even realize how blessed you are, like, that you get to see the things that you do and hear the things that you hear, because, you know, there are kings and prophets and all of these important people who never got to hear or see me, and mm-hmm. you get to. You get to be here. For- Consider yourself blessed. <laughs> I mean, in my notes, I put that, like, he turns to his crew and privately says, you think you've seen shit? You ain't seen you nothing ain't yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, dude. Like that's that's what it, it kind of boiled down to me as. So that that kind of push it like helped more with. Thank goodness we have a bunch of kids with energy to go do this or something. Yeah, like that made that a little bit more. Like that's where I kind of got that from. But I mean, yeah, there is the yeah kids understand stuff. But why is he saying this? Just yay, you're back. That's why I feel like he's just reminding them. <clears throat> Y'all are lucky. Like, be humble and be gracious. <laughs> mm-hmm. He didn't say be humble and be gracious, but i that's the vibe I was getting. Yeah. I mean, that's always the yeah. vibe. Okay, but also these snakes and scorpions. Like, I I, I just want to just say that they're not, like, real snakes and scorpions, but, like, like metaphors of the kind of assholes they'd have to deal yeah. with and how and he's taught them how to talk against their hypocrisies and things yeah definitely like yeah i mean i hear people usually older people calling people like snakes and reptiles and things like that you know well i mean people still say snake now yeah that's what i'm saying oh you well, you said or like older people i i said people still and then i said well usually older people cuz i was thinking like Mine. like my dad i think of my dad he's going to be like 70 in may he's pretty old but i think of people around his his age <laughs> saying that i think of just like all of the internet calling everybody a snake 
When I think of the internet calling people things, I think of the internet calling people lizards. Because, but yeah. that's that's not because they're evil. They did bad things. It's because they look like lizards. <laughs> okay, but I think neither of us mentioned at the beginning of this, like when they came back and they're like, "Yay, we're all back!" Jesus, is like I saw Satan fall like lightning. Yeah, dude. What? Yeah, dude. I forgot to put that in my notes. This is. But he, uh-huh. yeah. Fall like lightning from the heavens. Yeah. Like, that was just conjuring up some Castlevania image. <laughs> like, this, this, I couldn't find a very good explanation anywhere on that. It was very much because, you know, yeah, he, he could see Satan falling. Yeah. Because, like, you know, he's Jesus. So that was a literal thing that happened. Yeah. I mean, that, because that makes sense, though, for Jesus. You know, yeah, you, he sends out a bunch of people. He spreads out, like, a net of God powers, and that's enough to, like, triangulate where Satan was from the sky, and he fell down. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> fell right there. And that's what they were trying Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Like, the only thing I could really come up with was, like, their effects were so good out there, like... He heard all, like, like the word came back to him. Everything from the, the Pharisees being annoyed, like, like what all was happening. Interesting. Yeah, okay. So the way I took that when I was reading it was, like, I don't really understand the context here. So it was kind of jarring. For, um, I'm sure it's jarring for anyone. But <laughs> but um, <laughs> I was thinking of it more in, like, not non-literal, not a literal sense, like more of a figurative like he fell from the heavens like satan himself was he was lucifer um and he was like you know this high up angel and then he fell and fell so fast and so hard you know it was like lightning and uh yeah so i kind of saw it like that like i've seen i've seen the fall i've seen people fall i guess that's how i connected it and you'll you'll see these serpents and you'll see these scorpions and not to fear so i guess that's kind of how i took that i don't know and yeah because jesus likes to talk like he's seen it all yeah 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 he do that that makes sense okay yeah and like the the because and all they were all excited about like what we were able to do this you gave all this power and he's like um like yeah it's cool and all but don't worry about that because then that goes back into like the the satan falling thing like like i was witness to this being that was more powerful than you and they fell victim to that kind of thought yeah dude that is a thousand percent watch yourself yeah, I didn't really have a lot of like extra stuff on this one. I didn't really either, but I mean, it was around this point. I have a little note here that was just like reading a lot of Luke all at once. Realized made me like realize like Luke seems to be written f- like for like suited for verses. Like the way it's set up, like it had he has multiple sentences in in each verse. And it's it's a whole little like thing that goes together, whereas like like John and Matthew and everything, we have like sentences broken up into multiple verses as just yeah. like, you know what was found and what's kind of stuck. Like we're just labeling where it goes. Yeah, 
I'll tell you my theory. Uh, he was a doctor. He knew how to write. He knew how to, like, not not just write, but he knew how to write proper sentence structure and, like, make something readable, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that has a lot to do with the sentence structure and, like, how the verses are written out. I, I think that is exactly it. Like, you you Fair. do little, like, when you're writing your your documents, your paperwork and shit. I mean, it's going to be little paragraphs and each of those sentences is just a verse, you know? And so you're already used to those short mm-hmm. little paragraphs. Yeah, that's my theory. Sticking to it. That's why I like reading Luke. I, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. I didn't put much thought into it. It was just something I was noticing. Yeah, Luke was um, my favorite gospel oh, through all of high school. I did not have a favorite one. so. Well, I pick favorites, so take that. Yeah. That's probably why I can't have kids. I, I'd pick favorite, and then the other would get mad and like go crazy. Okay, I don't think I had anything else for mm-hmm. this. Me either. Because this next section is just Luke 10, 25 to 37, and it's when he talks about the Good Samaritan. Yeah, the Good yeah. Samaritan parable. That one. Mm-hmm. This is who knows when, but a, a lawyer stands up and is like, hey, how do you get eternal life, Jesus? And Jesus is like, how do you read it? You're a lawyer. Like, what, what does it tell you? And he tells them, like, you got to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. Which, I mean, really just kind of boils down to, like, believing in yourself, going with the universe, and loving your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, you see somebody around you struggling, help them out. Mm-hmm. But then Jesus is like, bingo, dude, that's it. You do that and you will you will live. He doesn't say, like, that's eternal life. Like, you do that, you're, you're going to have, like, this eternal life that he's talking about, this better quality of life. Yeah. You just, you'll live now. Yeah. You won't just be dinking around, flumbling through this life. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, of course, that answer wasn't good enough for the man. Because he's like, but Jesus, how do I know who my neighbor is? And that's how we get the parable of the Good Samaritan. Which, it's a quick one. A lot of you will probably remember it. It goes a little something like this. He's like, picture this. Some dude's just on his way down a road. And then he gets attacked by bandits. And they end up taking everything he has and just uh, leaving him half dead there on the side of the road. And a little later on, a priest goes by, and he just, like, turns his nose at him. And then a Levite walks by the man, and he's like, oh, I didn't see you there. But then, third man coming over that hill, who is that? That's a Samaritan, and he stops. He took compassion on him. He helps him up, he helps him up onto his mount, takes him to the nearest inn, he, like, bandages him up, takes care of him, everything. And then he pays the hotelier on the way out and says hey if this isn't enough uh, you know i'm good for it so jesus is like which one of them do you think was his neighbor and the guy's like well the the one that had mercy and he's like okay then just do that okay but i i kind of have like okay thinking through it i have a, a problem with 
only considering neighbors as the ones that give you mercy first because that's kind of that's what it gets down to so if then one of the like the the levite or the other dude or whatever like if they were then stuck or whatever like for that guy like going on but then that's i'm way too high because that's far down a parable that he'd be like what the hell are you doing (laughs) i don't know where you i don't i got a little lost there i'm so sorry yeah i got i got lost too that's why i was like what the hell (laughs) oh god Uh, hmm but we got that whole good lesson be- all because the guy decided to be like all dicky and like, well, who's my neighbor, Jesus? Because yeah, he was just getting, <laughs> he was just fucking around, you know? I do that I do that mm-hmm. at work, man. I do that with, when I'm bored. Just like, I just get deep about stupid shit. Mm-hmm. That's funny. But then I, I actually got, no, I, I did forget. I got a good... Like, long note for verse 33 that gives some good background for Samaritans. And so then I went through and looked up some more. And, and basically, it's kind of like, uh, it's like mm, depending on who you ask, uh, Samaritans are a Jewish sect or uh, Jews are kind of a Samaritan some something, like a, a offshoot of that. And it's... Just going down from there and so it's i didn't realize that these were like an interconnected religion as well like one that was okay and they're uh, that the samaritans are still technically like they're still on today huh that is cool i didn't know that either this has been just a very common topic in my life lately is the importance of community and having people and not being alone all the time like, while it's important to be alone sometimes and to have that peace and quiet solitude, it is so important to have community and to be in community and to be with people. And when you are in community, you build these connections and these bonds. And when you have those, like, you're way more likely to be that good Samaritan, too. And so it's like using that and putting, like, putting your friend or your whoever into that person's shoes you know that makes it easier to help somebody like if i was in that situation or if so-and-so was in that situation i would want them to be helped or i would want to be helped (laughs) you know this is what i would do if this was my best friend that's like yeah that's our lesson here i think i think this one kind of um hits me hard like in a good way though because this is such a frustration I have with society is just that nobody fucking cares about anyone and they'll they'll just sit there and watch people struggle and do nothing or laugh you know and that's Mm -hmm. so sad and so disheartening to see and it just bothers me that like society seems to just go further and further that way but like yeah I don't know just this we've had a huge snowstorm where we live lately and we got like over a foot and a half in less than 48 hours <laughs> so oh, yeah. it was like that was crazy. it was crazy um but you know being out and about that weekend i just saw so many people like stopping to help each other out just feels good to see people helping people mm-hmm. when you see so much hate mm-hmm. and hurt and like just violence you know it's good to see the good 
It is. And like I was at work one day and we had a driver show up and their car got stuck in the parking lot. They got stuck right in the entryway. And we had three customers waiting in our lobby and all three of them just like ran out to go help push the guy. And they all came back in with a big smile on their face. And (laughs) it's like nobody wants to be outside pushing a car in the snow. But every single one of those guys came in with a smile on their face because they helped somebody who needed help and they feel good and there's this sense of working together and doing something as a team that like just makes you feel good and like seeing that (laughs) it just shows me this whole good samaritan stuff still exists i mean that was that was like my whole life growing up in the country it was just oh everyone getting stuck everywhere during the winter i bet yeah yeah Okay, dumb one that uh, for this uh, Bible note for verse 30 because it's about the path because apparently they know the specific path that Jesus is talking about in this parable because they're like it's a very rocky and windy path where uh, dastardly crooks like to hide behind all the time. Oh my god. Oh my god! <laughs> Ooh. So you wanna you wanna do this last yeah. one? Yeah. So in Luke ten thirty eight through forty two, so the end of the chapter. Um, this is Martha and Mary, another very familiar one to those who grew up in the church. So you know Jesus was around, and he was visiting with Martha and Mary, and Martha is, you know slaving away just to serve him and make sure he's taken care of and all of his meads meads <laughs> needs are met <laughs> probably included some mead who knows <laughs> but um <laughs> you know mary's just hanging out and talking with him and just enjoying his company and martha's getting all salty and she like confronts jesus about it and is like are you gonna let her just sit here and talk to you she should be serving you <laughs> That is what I'm doing, and that is clearly what she should be doing. And Jesus is like, whoa, slow your roll. I'm diagnosing you with a chill pill for this anxiety. Relax. <laughs> and he he says to her, Mary chose the good portion. I didn't really... I had some ideas of what this meant, but I didn't quite get it. So I, I looked at my Bible notes. Um, and that's actually a reference to an Old Testament passage. It didn't say where. It just said passages. <laughs> um, it it says the greatest possession is close fellowship with the Lord as one's portion. And so he's basically saying, I'm here and she's chosen this time to have a close connection with me and to be, mm-hmm. spend time with me and not just waiting on me, not working for me, but spend time with me. That is what you should do, you know? I didn't quite see the serving as, like, for some reason, directly serving him. Like, oh, no, he's God. I got to serve him. But I was like, okay, it's him and all his other guys with him because it's a little party. And so she's working hard, like, getting everything prepared. And, like, why is my sister slacking? Interesting. See, I had not considered it that way because the way this story has always been presented to me as a, like, as a kid was it was just Jesus and Martha and Mary and that was it 
and you know the whole brigade wasn't there and she was you know like washing his feet and preparing the food it was mostly like she's in the kitchen mm-hmm. preparing the food and that that was always the heavy focus and so I'm gonna, yeah that's kind of what i was thinking because that's how it's always pre- been presented but i don't really know one way or another this one wasn't talked about a lot like this is this one wasn't like the one that i heard a really? lot of before yeah so this one was like more like kind of fresh for oh me. i heard this um, one so many freaking times growing up and because down in 40 i think it got to like like to tell her to help me not like like using that sounded like she, there was something she needed help with like she wouldn't be able to keep up with all of this on her yeah. own yeah no that's totally fair that makes sense. And Jesus is like, don't worry about it. Just put some burritos in the microwave and chill. <laughs> yeah, dude. He's like, just take a chill pill. It's all good. Smoke some weed. <laughs> no, but I, I, I don't know. He is with the Martha, Martha. Martha, Martha. Martha, Martha. He is. Jesus is a bitch. He is. Like, Martha, right there. Martha. He is. Z stamp. Yeah. Martha, Martha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You are anxious and troubled about many things. That's so funny. I'm just going to start saying that mm. word for word. You are anxious and troubled about You're many an- things. <laughs> that 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 is perfect. I'm 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 going to take a a line out of the Jesus book. Okay, write it on your hand so you remember. I'm going to write it on this post-it note at least. Oh, okay, that's fair cuz then it won't come off with your sweat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're right you're right working next to those fryers i made a ten dollar tip on a nine dollar order today myself. it was it was just a, a wrap and a fountain drink that was it I, th- I don't even think it was a drink i think it was just a wrap you you wrapped it very good i didn't even make it i just sold it <laughs> <laughs> i'm just cute so they put me in register because i make all the tips <laughs> i was literally told that today it's all coming together now <laughs> it's all coming together now and so i also in my bible notes i learned that uh the, lazarus lives in this house lazarus too. lives in the house with martha and mary what yeah so he was there visiting him too but we don't talk about him right we now. don't talk about lazarus <laughs> we don't talk about lazarus <laughs> <laughs> oh she can still hang Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. I don't think I have anything else for this part. It was just like a a nice little nugget at the (laughs) end. It was a nice little nugget. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't even meaning it, but I'm going with it. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Okay, so did we have favorite parts? I don't know if I had anything really... Um, nothing is sticking to me right now. Yeah, I guess my favorite part was the Good Samaritan parable because, again, that one's kind of near and dear to me because society makes me sad and disappointed so much, but it's good to see the good. I mean, I think my favorite part then is the, like, right before that, though, where he's still getting this guy on a technicality of, on eternal life yeah i think that's cool too that was a really good part like i feel like i need better like i don't know. Hmm. my favorite parts are always like a, a thing 
and yours are a good lesson. <laughs> I feel like mine are are never like aren't aren't as good <laughs> or thought out of feeling. I don't, I don't know. think that they're they're like lesser. I think they're just different perspectives. Yeah. I think that we pick our favorites based on different things and that's why we get different answers. So we're getting we're reaching broader yeah. favorites for our listeners. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think they're lesser. Sure, that makes sense. I like your favorites. <laughs> yeah. Happy belated Thanksgiving, y'all. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy belated yeah. Thanksgiving. Since this is coming out well, just yep, after Thanksgiving. That's that's right. Um, see you later, pals. Yeah, see you later. Catch pals. you later. Yeah. Hey, buddies, Mary here. If today's episode sparked something for you, or you have questions for us, send us an email at thehighpriestbiblestudy at gmail You can stay up to date on new episodes and merch releases through Instagram, or check us out on Facebook if that's more your style, at The Hybel Study. That's at the H-I-G-H-B-L-E study. Check out our subreddit, r slash the high priest, for references to some things that we've talked about in various episodes, as well as some memes. We also have a threadless shop, shop shop.thehighpriest.show. There's almost always new merch popping up there, so be sure to check back regularly. If you want to and can responsibly donate, but have enough merch, buy us a coffee. Buyusacoffee.com slash the H-I-G-H-B-L-E study. You can donate once or you can choose to donate monthly. Money donated helps us to improve the show and make it better for you as the listener. Or if you want to just make it all that much more simple, all of these links are on our website, thehighpriest.show. Every link I've already mentioned, as well as some different platforms that you can listen to the show on. Rate us and leave us a review, we'd love to hear your feedback, and don't forget to subscribe so that you get notified of new episodes directly from the platform that you listen on. Besides, it's that much easier to share with your friends when it's at the top. Thanks again for listening, we appreciate you, and I'll catch you in the next episode.